Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. It's the greatest. Welcome back to the Blue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKBlueGuys. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Blue Guys, and, of course, NetsDaily.com. Brian. Mike, much better. Was much that better? better take. take two better. is always better. Um, also a great snack. Brian, last we know. spoke, we were optimistic about the Nets. Are we optimistic? Your answer. <laughs> That's a hot question. Um... You know, give them the benefit of the doubt, Mike. I don't know. I think, that, I think that's the whole, like, the, the the overall theme of this season. It's like, eh, I don't know, give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, everything that they do is, we're just like, eh, it's fine. Any yeah. any little crumble of goodness is good. And anything yes. bad is, we kind of dust it under the rug and move on. Dust it right under the rug. Um, yeah, I mean, the the... The Portland game was not great. The Oklahoma City game not great for the same reasons, really. It's just just uh, not great second halves. But you know we're playing with with third string point guards and stuff, and it's um, it's going to be tricky no matter what with with a banged up lineup like we got right now. Um, we it's not are, really banged up. It's just Jeremy Lin. We are recording this on a Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to us on your Thanksgiving drive out of town, thank you for joining us. Um, we'll oh. kind of we're, what we're going to do is we're going to do. Not your typical what you're thankful for, but we'll do a killer comparison. If you're new with us, Brian will explain what that is. We'll do that later, and then we'll do a little um, throw around. But Brian first has some interesting stats. Well, before I jump into that, Mike, sure. can I just can I give Karis Levert a shout out and and a welcome back ceremony? Um, I know I know no you legs in, in particular. No legs, Levert's coming back, huh? He's uh, found yeah, his like, legs. <laughs> yeah yep um so i hope you're prepared to eat crow you know when those legs keep working for for years and years what would i eat crow Super about quick. remind me brian the the legs will be there reliably every year for the rest of a very long and successful career that's what we can only hope i mean i will say so one thing so there's this funny thing that we kind of do um the doctor that operated on karis Levert is also what the nets foot specialist am i correct it's, about it's that the, it's the third time around foot specialist. He's he's got that niche locked up. So you know about this phenomenon. He always does the third the third surgery on on. Uh, he did it on Brooke. He did it on Kevin Durant, and now he's doing it on Karis LeVert. Third and, time around. And what we say is, we say, okay, well, if the Nets have it in with this guy, and he operated on Karis LeVert, that he must know something. Heaven, I love that heaven in with him. You make it sound like he's like a, like a back alley. That, that, but they, a guy. they got a guy. So they, they they understand, they, they've got a connection. They've got an inside man. Literally inside because he's been, you know, inside. Inside the foot. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, and 
like like he has some intimate knowledge, and that the things that he says, he knows more than anyone else about Karis Levert's foot or legs or extension of. His, Why do you keep saying the legs? It's the foot. His legs in particular are great. He's got great calves. Is what he's saying now. He doesn't. I think he good, might have. He does not have good calves. I think. That, <laughs> but but here's the funny thing. So it's like okay, let's go through the draft room. All right, let's get inside the Sean Marks draft room and the foot mm-hmm. specialist, Doctor Anderson. Let's Maybe, say yeah, it's his so. name. Um, is, do you just making that up entirely, or is that? I'm pretty sure that's his name, Doctor Anderson. I know it's Doctor something. I can guarantee. I like, that. I like, I like we don't play loose with the facts here, Mike. And and he and they go to him and they say, you know, Doctor Anderson, how did the surgery go? What is he going to say? Anything other than he's always going to say it went beautifully. He's going to be 100. percent If if he's any kind of doctor who has any kind of ego, he's going to say it went. They all say this. All sports or orthopedic surgeons say. It's 100%. It's no, the greatest no. See, thing. This is the benefit of the third time around foot surgery. He's like, what, what do you want from me? It's the third time. You know, if it works, it's great. If it doesn't, but it's the third time. That's, that's why you want to be the third time around foot doctor, Mike. Because there's, there's, no, there's no negative. Because the guy was already damaged goods, and you're essentially repairing him. Is that what you're saying? That's why, that's why it makes no sense. If you, want to, if you want to be a happy person, be a C student, you know? Because when you get those Bs, it's like, you know, party on. You know? And see, <laughs> see, see, see a standard. A is just A. You'll always be disappointed in anything but an A, right? Yeah, right. Anything below below the C, it's like, well, he's kind of a you know, he's a C student. So like, what you, the average has got to bring him down somewhere. The bees, the bees are the thing to celebrate. All of a sudden, um, I don't know. That's a weird analogy. No, it'll Cut be it'll be exciting. The way that he Karis Levert has talked about it is um, exciting to see him back on the floor. They talk about how good of a shot is, and he's exactly the kind of player that they need. But um, I'm going to withhold judgment on exactly how good Karis LeVert is. I don't – I've never bought in because I watched Karis LeVert play basketball. I've never bought into, like, the hype that he's going to be – he's not going to be a game changer, okay? Can I just say that? Whoa, Give whoa, him a shot. hot takes. Hey, yeah. now, watch it. If I had my drops ready, I would be – I don't know. We, we need a hot take drop. We need a sizzle pan or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know he, he, he's going to be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him play. I, I just don't – I, I, I fear like that, that – I'm going to with, withhold judgment and then – He's not going to be a game changer. Brian, like, we're fun. podcast yeah. hosts. There's no yeah, withholding judgment. There's only reaction before the thing happens. I didn't, you said I'm going to withhold judgment. That's <laughs> what you said. <laughs> Did I say that? I already forgot yeah. what I said. Um, Brian. Yo. Land some stats on me. What, do you, what, what, oh. what are these like gorgeous gems it's, of knowledge that I need to It's not a hear? gorgeous gem. Anyway, so I'm going through the regular <laughs> regular season miscellaneous stats, right, which, I, which I'm all about. And I'm looking at, uh, you know, Points off turnovers, just offensive points. Uh, second chance points, fast break points. You know your your points in the paints. Um, and offensively, we're middle of the pack on all these things, Mike. We're dead dead middle of the pack on literally or above the average on almost all of these offensive stats. So, and even which is really surprising to me is is the points in the paint um, because we're I think seventh. We're behind Golden State Warriors. Um. At a you know at a tidy forty six points per game sure. in the paint, which you know for a team that ostensibly is like a three point shooting system, um, that's pretty surprising. I thought. Uh, flip over to the defensive side here, Mike. Uh oh, <laughs> we're last in opponents' points off turnovers. Last in opponents' second chance points. We're near last, fourth from the bottom in opponent fast break points, and then. Fifth from the bottom in opponents' points in the paint, Mike. Yeah, so that I mean, that's an issue. So it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious what our problems are. 
I mean, do, do, is there any blame that goes on Kenny Atkinson? Like, can you blame this new coach who does seem to well, be you know pretty I'm, good? I, I actually, I'm going to give a flip the script on you and say that I think we were projected to be bad like this in the defensive categories, and also bad like that in the offensive categories. That we've been able to strike a, you know, even a medium balance in the offense, I think, says a lot about Kenny Atkinson's. Yeah, um, I, and I would. Like, if you just look at the roster, who's going to be a good defender? You're going to say Rondy Hollis Jefferson. And that could be the only guy. That's the only guy on this entire roster that you could say is any, anything above average uh, defensively. Yep. And, and he really hasn't been that fantastic. I mean, it's kind of tough for him to be that dominant when he's just a wing defender when he's not that, that, that good at basketball. But mm. um, I, so it's been a huge issue these past few games. When they go against teams that are – like, so they play the Clippers, I think, in a couple weeks – when they play these teams that are just super talented, they already played the Clippers, obviously, in, on the West Coast and got their doors blown off. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how long Atkinson uh, kind of lets this happen before he blows up. There was a there was a quote before that <clears throat> that Clippers game that I found interesting. It was from Doc Rivers, basically being like, "This is a team you got to prepare for." You know, on paper they don't look like you know you look like you can take the night off, but we've seen that that's not the case. So we prepared heavily for that, and that's exactly the kind of quote you don't want to see. Uh, like taking you know, I, I don't want that trend going throughout the season. I need I need people to sleep. <laughs> you things, you so. want people to discount the Nets. <laughs> I want people to think very little Nets, of this team. Nets' <laughs> best case scenario is to discount them yeah. to have other teams. <laughs> yes, no, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, yeah. So, is there any takeaways from these from these games? Anything that stuck out to you? Yeah. So the take. Uh, so well, when we select, so at one point we we were thinking. So this team was nearly five hundred. They were four and five. They're surprising. Now they're four and nine. Um, I think what we know is the is the teams that they're likely to beat are the Indianas, the teams that don't put up a ton of points. If they play a team where they're just going all in, shooting buckets all day. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna score like an extra twelve points a game against the Nets, and it's gonna be tough for the Nets to keep up. The Nets need to play against teams that aren't good offensively. I think that's mm-hmm. that's just kind of where they're at, and it's fine. I mean, I you know you can't expect anything more from them on that level. They just don't have Anyone, the players. There's not the personnel on this team to be good defensively. Any any players uh, you know warming up, cooling down? You want to mention Mike? Um, warming up. I you know I actually I think Rondé's been so we kind of trashed Rondé a little bit like three weeks ago and so did the general Nets media contingent was saying oh no what's wrong with Rondé and he's been pretty solid I've I've been happier and he seems to dig a more commanding aspect um, I mean Brooks yeah. three point I think Brooks shooting threes is like crazy interesting you know I you know I'm against that for like a, a talented big man like him down low but like. <laughs> He's a pretty. He's thirty five percent from three. About, yeah, I know. To, yeah. But and what else is new? And thirty five percent is for a center is like kind of insanely good. In the last seven games or last seven days, I should say, he's averaging three point three. This is my. This is how I do fantasy. I only look at the last seven seven days. Sure. Uh, if you look at the last seven days, Trubaway Boyan Bogdanovich would have pretty sick numbers, um, and he's looked pretty good. You know. Like we we really need somebody to like to break out though here, the, the people trending downwards got to be Kilpatrick. I mean, I, I think that was. Th- I'm so happy to see that he's back to coming off the bench. I think I think it's going to be. This is going to be kind of the story of Sean Kilpatrick's season. So he's going to like have three really good games where everyone's kind of super into him, like we were, and then he's going to just not be good and be useless because he's basically useless if he's not 
scoring. If he's not scoring, he doesn't do anything. Um, I'm interested to see when Karis Levert comes onto the floor who whose minutes Levert steals. I don't think it's mm-hmm. Boyan's right at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think your Boyan's been pretty consistent. Uh, Kilpatrick's yeah. the guy. I mean, maybe Joe Harris, but Joe Harris really Joe Harris. I mean, this is stinks to say, but he's been a disappointment. I was yeah, expecting I like. Can you can you imagine saying that right now? Yeah, and Joe Harris is a slight disappointment. <laughs> like, but like the yeah. preseason, there was like just legit buzz that Joe Harris was some kind of, uh, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I, he, I don't know. I'm looking at his stats. He's averaging nine points a game. I didn't realize he was averaging that many. Nine is, seems high for mm. what it I does. thought he was doing. Um, he is shooting a ton and for a guy who's not that good. Uh, yeah. I guess I just expected, like, I don't know. I was just amped up from the preseason. I thought Joe Harris was going to be this like super interesting, fun kind of like the, the guy they exactly needed, which is a three point shooter. And he's been fine, but I don't know. He's been a disappointment. I'll say it. Right. Yeah. Hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we come back to earth on some of this stuff and, and that's where we're, we're back on earth, Mike. Uh, dudes. I like are is if we're going to go dudes, I like dudes. I don't like segment. <laughs> Is that, is that where you want to go? We don't. We also don't have to go that way. Eh, I'll do it. Trevor Booker, right. Yogi Ferrell, Justin Hamilton, dudes I like. Brooke Lopez is excluded in this conversation because he's never going to be a dude I don't like, and he's too good to be a dude I like. He's just he's right. the guy. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not on the trending cycle. He's just. He's just our good player. Dudes our I don't like are Kilpatrick, Joe Harris. I'm, I'll throw him in there. Randy Ford will always be a dude I don't like. Just because. And Anthony Bennett is in perpetuity as a dude i don't like i'll i'll never have an i hope to have an enjoyable anthony bennett moment but it's not going to happen wait i'm on the is this possible that yogi ferrell's not in fantasy right now hang on one second what do you think he's been picked up by someone no i'm i mean everything's available all's available and i can't find yogi ferrell wait what the hell is this possible that'd be a how, slap in the face to yogi ferrell if he's not even in what are you in ESPN I'm Fantasy? I'm like, what am I not doing this right? Hang on. Wait, why are you go, looking oh, maybe they have on the wrong Why are you, why are you on ESPN Fantasy? Or what, whatever Fantasy you're on, why are you, is that how you look up stats? What? You look up Fantasy as... Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Is that, is that lowbrow? Yo, I cannot find Yogi Ferrell in ESPN Fantasy right now. I think he might not be there. That's, I'm pretty sure that... That's what's going on. I think somebody, that's fair. Somebody's fact check that, or if, I, if my, maybe my, maybe somebody hacked my computer. I don't know. By the um, way, another case where PER is a dumb stat. Uh, Anthony Bennett's PER is fifteen point five four, which makes no. Fr- I mean, that's pretty good. I would uh, let's look at Brooke Lopez's PER real quick. Uh, Brooks twenty four point five. So like, theoretically, Anthony Bennett's is decently behind Brooke Lopez, but not that far behind. Um, Anthony Bennett would be like the second highest PER on the Nets, which makes no sense. I'm sorry, that's PER is such a dumb stat. I don't, I don't want to hear anyone reference it. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maurice Spates um, was the king of PER for years. Yeah, and just, he's, or just plus minus in general. It's also like a really weird one. Plus my yeah, because there was one game I remember Isaiah Whitehead was like a plus fifteen. I like Isaiah Whitehead, but he's not. It's just yeah. it's. It's like yeah. it's almost we're like getting the, ERA. We're not the first people to poke holes in plus minus though. That's a yeah. It's, it's a like, time honor pastime. Yeah, it's like giving wins and losses credit to a pitcher when really it's sort of just like the <clears> pitcher <throat> was pitching on it, like and his team was hitting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, smart, smart, smart takes. Smart <laughs> takes, Brian. Chris McCullough's PER is 19.4. I'm disgusted. I'm absolutely yeah. disgusted. How do we like Luis Scola, Brian? Um, <clears throat> uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know how much how much I love. I mean, we, yeah, uh, the hot take on Luis Scola is is he's got he's got limitations. He's got limitations, sure. and um, and they're on display. They're in the lateral mobility categories. Um, uh, there is one piece of mail, and I don't have my phone with me, which is a disaster. And I'm going to have to shout out this dude on, on the next one. Do you but want his, me to look his, it up question, his question is, um, you can look it up, yeah, if you want. Well, why don't you talk? By well, the way, his question. By the way, I just got my. So Brian and I may, if you're, if you're listening to this, Brian and I may be at the Celtics game tomorrow. Uh, if I can't sell my tickets, we'll be there. So if we do go, I'll tweet it out. How actively are you trying to sell these tickets? I mean, what's? I mean, pretty actively on StubHub. You put put them on StubHub. Yeah. Can um, you set the price on StubHub, or is it just? No, yeah, you set the price, and that's the thing. I went, I shot way too high. I was well, trying to make a profit on Celtics tickets. Oh my lord, Michael, Michael, that's it's in my blood. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Josh Bass. Is that who yeah. you're talking about? Okay. I think that's the one. So read it. This is Josh Bass. Uh, thank you, Josh, for emailing us at nets, netspod at gmail.com. See how I did that? Uh, hey, guys, comma. I've loved Kenny as a coach so far, but I've been disappointed in his defensive scheme. Oh, thank you. That's uh, what we were talking about. Why do mm-hmm. the Nets trap every pick and roll? Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. So far from the basket when they clearly don't have the personnel to execute it. Thank you, Josh. It seems so to this lead- is why I was trying to parlay that into a Scola, yeah. you know. It became, uh, point out very because smooth, his, Brian. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great. Did, did you like that? That's very smooth. smooth. That's, a, that's a veteran podcaster uh, move there. Um, it, what was a rookie podcaster move is I didn't have the email handy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, anyways, so you get the point. It's Scola can't move quickly. He also has a really bad turnover ratio, to assist ratio, th- things like that. Just like straight kind of an old old guy like dribble off his toe moments, you know. Um, Things like that that are annoying. But, uh, you know, like we had said before, the fact that he, you know, pretty routinely will punch someone in the stomach or in the balls or in the face is kind of nice. You know, and that's that's what we like about him. Yeah, and I think kind of every team needs that. I thought Trevor Booker would be that, and he is that. But two guys on your team, when your team's not that good, it is enjoyable to see someone that will throw elbows. Just throw them out there. Trevor, Trevor Booker was on like a – he would be super fun to watch on a very competitive playoff team like coming off the bench. He'd be, and, he would be in the zone. And the way he's playing, there's a shot that he's the most tradable asset on this team, which is a conversation for another time, which I will not have today because oh, I'll get yelled big, at. Big time tease, guys. Watch out. <laughs> um, okay. It is Thanksgiving on Thursday. and you should, with- you should make time for the killer comparison drop, by the way. Okay. Uh, you should put that out there. Just, I'm just lead it. Just, just lead up to it. You can, you can say like, here, here's where, here's where the drop would go. But yeah, g- give them the whole spiel. Okay, this is where the drop will go. It'll re- go right. <laughs> Brian, you can't laugh. It'll Sorry. go right here. Yeah, not too. Just make sure it's not too loud for the people, because um, it can be a pretty harsh drop. Yeah. So, um, killer comparison. If you don't know, if you're new to us, you're new 
to us while we're on Nets Daily. Uh, sort of the issue, what we do is killer comparison. We compare, it can be about basketball, but we'll take something from outside the world of basketball, let's say movies, and we'll compare it to Nets players or NBA players. So let's say um, Harrison Ford characters and point guards. So Han Solo would be, well, that'd be tough. Jeez, jeez, just I think they get. The I've already, idea. yeah, yeah, I've gone way too far. And you'll, you'll you'll follow along as we do, and uh, if you have your ideas of your own, tweet at us at BK Glue uh, Guys. Yeah, good. Um, what do we'll, you got, Mike? What do you got? Roll this, roll this sucker out, would you? Okay, it is Thanksgiving on Thursday, and what you do you do on Thanksgiving, Brian? Oh, you know, you get get together with your family. Mm-hmm. You um, talk about what you're you thankful eat, for. You eat, yes, uh, yes, yeah, that's yeah. the answer. Um, so Brian and I are going to take the menu from Thanksgiving and, uh, compare each menu item to a certain member of the Nets team. So turkey is on the menu, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, stuffing, green bean casserole, and pumpkin pie. Each of those will be compared, killer compared to a player on the team. Mike, you... Let me say, I love your energy, but part, part of the fun of the killer comparison is ruling out each new topic like it's like it's surprise, you know? A new, oh, a new, sh- new, yeah, I'll yeah. cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? No. Uh, no, leave all this stuff in and just freaking start with, I think with the turkey. Right. Come on, just say what the turkey is, damn it. Who's the turkey? Well, I already know who the turkey is, and I'm pretty sure you do too. Is it Brooke Lopez? Well, on three. Yeah, of course. It's Brooke Lopez. <laughs> on three. Brooke still Lopez. somehow undervalued you know people like are like mm, take it or leave it but really everyone takes it and it's incredibly important to you know symbol the, the symbol of the day you know and sort of like uh, brooke it, uh turkey's a very very lean a lean protein packed snack geez. and if, if i were to describe brooke's game you know it'd be a powerful lean efficient um <laughs> smart basketball game turkeys are extremely like- smart animals uh yeah, obviously Ben Franklin, one of the the America's bird to be the turkey and not the eagle, because turkeys are so intelligent. Is that is that really why? Because they're intelligent. Yeah, they're very intelligent yeah. birds. Where I eagles are not as intelligent. I'm sorry to break the news <laughs> to all my eagle lovers out there. Uh, they're scavengers. No, uh, they're not. They're, the eagles are scavengers. I feel like they they're birds of prey. They're is that true? Have you looked at any of this, or are you just pulling this? Uh, hey, now. 50-50. 50-50. Um, Brooke Lopez is the turkey. I think that's fine, right? Uh, yes, that makes a ton of sense. Okay. Menu item number two from Thanksgiving Killer Comparison is mashed potatoes. Brian, who is your mashed potatoes on the Brooklyn Nets? So the correct answer for this is Sean <laughs> Patrick. Um, no. It's, it's, kind of, it's, no. it's sort of surprisingly ubiquitous. No. It's, you you kind of take too much sometimes. You're, you're, uh, you're, you use a lot of it and like maybe – it's the kind of thing that gets left on the plate most often. Okay. Um, I don't, okay. I don't know what household you grew up – to me, mashed potatoes is – the thing I'm getting the second helping of is the thing I'm actually most likely to eat the most of. Yeah. The most enjoyable. Why? What? What is mashed? I mean, mashed potatoes is. A frick, uh, it's, uh, it's potatoes and cream and butter. It's yeah. Just baby Freaking delicious. <laughs> Out of all these things, it's like, anyways, go ahead. Now, I know people, I don't, I don't have, you know, I, I don't take a, to- it's not a popular opinion I have about mashed potatoes. It's just, it's just common food that ends up on your. Thanksgiving Day plate. And so, you, so why Sean Kilpatrick? It's just it's it's a little bit 
maybe too ubiquitous. You, you take too much of it. You, you know, it's you, you uh, like like Sean Kilpatrick. We've used him in a lot of different uh, ways this season so far. We're trying <laughs> to work him in. <laughs> We're trying to work him in. He's always no there, matter what, yeah. filling in the gaps, <clears throat> you know, and uh, and maybe we took a little too much, you know, maybe we took a little too much of the Sean Kilpatrick dish. I go Trevor Booker. Uh, this is this is where we. He's is, he's not the star of any meal, but he's an important I also just part. Put this out there. I know I know Mike for a long time. I've seen this man eat like Chef Boyardee every meal of a day for like three weeks. So this guy's got just terrible taste in food. Terrible, nightmarish. Not not to say a little chef boyardee here and there is not you know not fun. It's just the false. I think you're wrong. <laughs> uh, what I don't what I okay. What I have I have an appreciation for everything on the spectrum of food canned, from Twinkies canned food. Twinkies to a three hundred fifty dollar meal. Michael canned food. Tell, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. The best yeah. form of packaging food. food. True. <laughs> yeah. Seals the flavor. It seals the flavor. Okay. Yeah. Um, Trevor Booker. Mashed potatoes, great second piece of your meal. You want more of it, as you see out there. And I just believe Trevor Booker would be a mashed potato kind of guy. Cranberry sauce, number three, Brian. Who is you your cranberry the, sauce? You go. I'll ref- I honestly couldn't thank a one for this one. I, I don't know because I don't really understand my own relationship with cranberry sauce, I don't think. Well, I think you my, know, my relationship is I don't want it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anthony yeah. Bennett is my cranberry sauce. Oh, you really don't like cranberry sauce. I really wow. I mean, it's there's very like I'm anti sweet meat person, okay? So, here's, here's a little um insight into my family. We actually don't do cranberry sauce. We do it's like a cranberry chutney, it's like a tart thing. It's a oh whole different Oh my god. Oh. I know. Well, look, we don't also don't so you know, lame right. I do. Cranberry chutney. What's the difference between a, a chutney and a sauce? Like it doesn't, it just doesn't come There's, in a goddamn can, and I know that, dis, that you're not interested in that. <laughs> oh, you you think I mean the like the the canned cranberry sauce? Yeah, that's what I think you mean. I think I'll, I think in your mind, all you got turkey in a can, you're <laughs> turkey in a can. <laughs> I think I think everything comes in a can for uh, you. Uh, uh, thanks, Thanksgiving, Thank cans giving. See, it, all that canned food gave you Alzheimer's. <laughs> that's what happened. Um. Okay. Uh, number four is stuffing. See, for me, stuffing is, is the obvious Trevor Booker because stuffing sure. for me is what mashed potatoes is for you. I can never get enough of it, and I want it all the time. So that's it. Why isn't stuffing more of a year-round food? That's a good question. I think it's a question people ask like almost obligatorily every every Thanksgiving. Like, why can't we just eat this all year round? I'm surprised uh, there's not some restaurants, you know, in New York City, the, the, cul- the culinary capital of the world. Oh, you, can, like, you can get a Thanksgiving sandwich for sure. Oh, can we go up to the Catskills. Every every uh, truck stop's got a Thanksgiving sandwich with a side of stuffing. Like, come on. No, I know, but there's no place that's, that's staked out stuffing. We have every other kind of, like, there's specialty food items. There's no sure, place that's been, Boston like... Boston Market needs to, like, hang their hat on stuffing. Boston Market is fantastic, and no one needs to... Tell me twice about it. I don't know where <laughs> I was going to go with that, but <laughs> you're you're trying to take this like blue collar Thanksgiving route, and I I, I just I, Trump's I don't know America, who you think man. You are. Trump's America. <laughs> I don't know where you think you come from. That you're you're now turning up your nose to my cranberry chutney, but <laughs> dude, all right, gotta get. I don't think yourself. okay. All right, all right, Montclair. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Put out my personal info. God. Oh yeah, you're, that's easy. Out there on the internet. Um, by the way, is that a Patagonia you're wearing? Oh man! See, this is why. This Are you is, wearing I got a for, Patagonia? 
Are you wearing a Patagonia? <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you wearing? You wearing a Kmart? I think my wife has a Patagonia. <laughs> I got it for free. Okay, it was actually it was my wife. My wife got it from work. It was like it for. Anyways, I don't want to talk oh about my, my Patagonia. God, why do you care? It looks good. It looks good on you. I'm actually wearing. It's not. It's not, it's not helping my. Uh, I'm trying to oppose your 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 blue collarness, and it's not. And Patagonias don't help. It's not. No, I'm wearing a anyways. Legion of Doom shirt right now. I don't believe you because I can't see you. It's actually true. Um, Could be wearing pasties on your nipples for all I know. Uh, <laughs> all right, green <laughs> yeah. bean casserole. Yeah. Wait, you never said who your stuffing was, did you? Oh, um, I didn't really have a stuffing because Trevor Booker is also stuffing. He's right. he's right. the only other answer. Mashed potatoes. All you want at Thanksgiving is mashed potatoes and stuffing. That's what. And, and just and gravy and turkey. Yeah. yeah. You didn't put the gravy in there. Anyways, go ahead. But Stuffing. I don't think – okay. So I, I didn't put Beans. gravy in there because I, I, I separated from cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce is like its own thing where I think gravy is – I don't know. I, I just think they're separate items. Cranberry sauce goes specifically at a specific place on the plate where gravy is just overflowing. Yeah, it, goes, it goes the place that's not the plant. It goes in the trash. That's where cranberry sauce goes. Um, cr- green bean casserole. I don't even I don't even know what a green bean casserole is. Never had one. I don't want to see it. Um, and this player doesn't fit all those descriptions. But to be honest, it just sounds like a kind of like murp, murp type of food. And Randy Foy Randy unfortunately Foy. fits. Sure. <laughs> is that what you had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's it's it as you say, it's a murp, murp kind coming of down food. way too hard on Randy Foy. I got to give him a special alarm or alert or something because he's going to have a good game, and I I want to be there for that. You know, I want to I want to be don't there. Don't think to, it's going to happen. To blow to blow the alarm when that happens or something because I I, I don't want a weekend wing guy like just hammer on Randy Foy I, I can tell he's early, he's becoming the uh, the Donalds know. not the Donald Salon but no no he's no. becoming the like Reggie Reggie Evans of this season for some reason sure or who, who takes who took or Jared Jack or whoever yeah Jared Jack <laughs> well like but Foy yeah. so why Foy is like green bean casserole because everyone a lot of people believe. Then you need a green bean casserole with your Thanksgiving meal. But yet, when you actually get down to the meal, when you get down to game time, green bean casserole is not touched. No one really wants it. No one's saying, hey, can I have two of the green bean casserole? It's just sort of – It's but like like Randy Foy, everyone's like, oh, I, I kind of would like a 6'4", six, 6'5 six, guard who could handle the ball. You would like those things. But when you actually get down to the game, you're like, don't really want to touch Randy Foy and put him in the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because he's not not gonna not gonna satisfy my needs. Mm. Sure, I like it. So last one is pumpkin pie, and I don't know who would be the pumpkin pie. I have an answer. No, no it's obvious. It's super fun. You love it, and it's Yogi Ferrell. It's Yogi just, Ferrell. It's, okay, that was my answer. Just, wow, I, okay. we're so in sync. Um, yeah, no, it's just great. Come on. Um, alternate <laughs> answers are Justin Hamble's in for green bean casserole because of his size. Um, see, I like how you have like these like sort of physical comparisons that you're that you've well, been doing. Well, that's part of killer comparison. Um, so that would, is one part. Yeah. What would Jeremy Lin have been if he was healthy? See, that's why I kind of wanted the gravy because he he keeps the whole thing together, really. Sure. Uh-huh. No, I could I could go with that. I could go with like a second meat dish that everyone really likes, but no one likes to. No one like, you know, not the star, but a second pot. Like a you have like a Christmas ham, but then there's like the second meat dish at a Christmas dinner that everyone also they really likes. that Thanksgiving. I, mean, I know. I'm sure no... you, you have a can of beef ravioli. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, my, Jeremy Lin's my can of beef ravioli. I think that makes <laughs> sense. 
That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. That was a that was a heck of a time we just had. There we go. Um, uh, this is going to be a quickie. Well, I only have uh, one question for you, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Shoot. President Obama today awarded uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is a very high honor. Famous people get it. Okay. A lot of people got it. Here's who got it in terms of the world of entertainment and sports. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you, who is the most overrated person who got it? <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Kareem wow. Abdul-Jabbar, Ellen DeGeneres, uh-huh. Robert De Niro, Bill and Melinda Gates... Tom mm-hmm. Hanks, Michael Jordan, Lauren Michaels, Robert Redford, Diana Ross, and Vin Scully. Of that list, uh, who strikes you as thinking probably doesn't deserve it? Don't make me do this. I, I, you know, I, I think they're all deserving of, of you know, a special medal. Um, you know, the person whose work I am least familiar with is um, probably, I mean, I'm familiar with it, but... Um, you know, Ellen DeGeneres. I I don't ever watch that show. Um, yeah, I so is, is Vin Scully a guy you want to? So put Vin Scully is the guy. Vin Scully yeah. is the guy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I he, put dancing around. <laughs> he's he's right place, right time, right? He he happened to a lot of presidents like sports, none more than President Obama. He happened to retire at the right year of when President Obama would maybe want to award a bunch of his last Presidential Medal of Freedoms. And he watches – President Obama watches like PTI every day and they talk about Vince Scully and people talk about Vince Scully. When it gets down to it, I don't know if he's – if Vince Scully's on the list of everyone else on this list, right? Like him and Michael Jordan sharing sharing anything is – Vince Scully is thankful to be in that room. Not that Vince Scully doesn't deserve recognition and great honors. Sure. sure. But of that list – so, like, I'll yeah. defend Ellen just because, uh, as President Obama said, you know, she was the, the first sort of person to bring LGBTQ, sure. like, yeah, I mean, I acting, take it back. I mean, basically honestly, I was out. just saying something because I knew we were both going to just jump on Vince Scully. And so I was like, who's, I don't know. I don't watch her show. That's it. Yeah. I, I like I, Ellen Jenner. It, it's, it's on TVM at work. Uh, a, a great amount of just men shirtless dancing. So, you know, yeah. it always catches the eye. Is that what's on there? Man, I should watch it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Vince Scully's the right answer. That's it. Good. Good. Well, that was you know a uh, <clears throat> a pretty petty way to end the show, Mike. You got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I know it felt so trolly and just awful. But that's. <laughs> but I know. I know someday it'll be you up there with somebody way more dignified and established, uh, receiving a, a very large award. So. Um, we'll have that look to, look to look forward to, Mike. Um, the Nets play Wednesday at home against the Celtics, Friday on the road against Indiana, and Sunday at home against the Kings. Brian, out of those three, wins. let's get some wins here. What Rattle do you think? Off. What do you think the wins would be? Who, which of those games are they most likely to win? I mean, home um, versus the Kings, right? Yeah, I mean that's got to be. Although the Kings have not looked so shabby, um, you know, I think at this stage in the game. You got to say three and zero, um, and 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 just be hyper confident. You know that's that seems to be what it's all about this season. I do think if you're, I don't know if you're, if one of your friends is getting married and he needs a bachelor party idea, a great idea is Thursday, December first, the Nets host the Bucks. Saturday, <laughs> December third, they're on the road against the Bucks. 
So back oh, to, you could see back to back Jason Kidd rivalry games. So that's... did I tell you I saw um, this was maybe two years ago? It was at a uh, three p.m. Sunday uh, preseason game against the Raptors, and some guy proposed to to his girlfriend. <laughs> At the preseason game, which I loved. And I wonder if she knew. I wonder if he told her if it was like, like yeah, it's a playoff game. It's a huge game. <laughs> um, but I just I just never forgot that. You hope that's that. a discount or you hope it's a yeah. joke. Right? Oh, dude, it totally is. One time I, you know, my, my now wife tried to put my name up on the uh, ticker thing. It was like 500 bucks. Well, she didn't obviously do it because because that's insane. But getting your name, getting someone's name up there is really expensive. So yeah. imagine how much it would cost to get the stadium even on a preseason game the camera guy pointed at you that's it's yeah. got to be a brutal um i mean i'm not a ha- four I, figures. i'm not a hater of i know it's not that cool to propose to someone at a game but under circumstances that's somewhat fine the only circumstances where it makes sense is if the girl and guy involved both love the team if it's just the guy's thing then it's the the saddest thing in the world possible i think yeah. but yeah, well, let's hope. Let's hope that they were both hardcore Nets fans or Raptors fans. You never know. Um, so uh, this is it. So Brian and I will maybe be at the Celtics game. So we'll let you know. <laughs> when, when are you going to let me know if that's going to happen? That's that's my next question. Can I let you know by four o'clock? What? No. Are you out of your mind? What? Four what does it matter? What I'll it be mean? out of work. At... What? Right. What time will you be out of work? Uh, One p.m. Oh my god. Give, give me the answer by noon. Come on. Okay. By noon, I'll let you know. Good. Okay. I'll let you and know. And take down the price to a reasonable price. If you're really trying to sell it, don't don't kid yourself. That's what I'm worried about. All right. You know, I'll... you can lie to me. Just don't lie to yourself. All right. What would be a reasonable price? <clears throat> I don't know what the, where the seats are, Michael. They're courtside. <laughs> uh, um, no, they're no. Section 206. Section like, 206. Like, I, oh, my God, Mike. He, is this the first time you've ever been to it? Like you say, what corner of the bowl is that? Where we're, we're, we're talking top row. We're, we're, come on, give me uh, ba- just inside the basket, um, court side, second deck. Um, you know, yeah. up second deck, just inside Bad the basket. Yeah. Yeah. Bad seats, yeah. <laughs> you know, so okay, so the, again, the story behind this is that it was a five-game package that included the Warriors, and I wanted to be at the Warriors game. I didn't want to overpay for the Warriors game, so I paid for five games. So I didn't want to pay for overpay for the Warriors game. But now I'm realizing I am in fact pay, overpaying for the Warriors game. Yeah, to, to carry the dead weight that is. Well, it was a crazy plan, but you well, know, the, the Cavaliers. I'm, the Cavaliers is going to make me some money. Cavaliers oh, game yeah. is in there. Sure. Okay. No, they're both. I mean, you can. I mean, you can make all that back probably with selling your Warriors tickets. Yeah, but I, that's the point. But that I, was the whole point. I know. I okay, know. Uh, I'll let you know. Good. Okay, Good. please do. All right, yeah. uh, this was the Glue Guys. Thanks again, Nets Daily, for hosting us on the site. Uh, check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Search Glue Guys. And uh, are you tapping we'll be... on the thing right now? What are you doing? Oh yeah, you're you're hearing that. I'm sorry. Uh, let's have it on my computer and we'll be back for with a pod after the thanksgiving holiday okay thanks everybody good night thanks for listening
not to judge a man by his car's multicolor paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 